You're listening to the podcast from Withington Christian Church. For more information, visit withingtonchristian.church. Well, it's great to be here. The first speaker in 2022, so things can only improve from this point on. There you go. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the fact that we're able to come together. Thank you, Lord, that we've seen a new year out, and we're beginning on a, a new year today. And so, Lord, we just pray that you may be with us. We ask, Lord, that you may uh, open our hearts, that you may give us something for each one of us uh, this morning. So, Lord, we just pray as we open your word, show us something today. Amen. Amen. It's always great at this time of year to, and this is what people do, it just seems to be that type of thing that people uh, have a look back over the year, over the past year, and they make the New Year's resolutions, and they make their promises and things that they could use to go forward and so first day of the year maybe we're going to do that and so I'm going to give you your new year's first message so we're going to see what we can gain and how the Lord maybe it's something it is good though to assess your life to take time out to assess things in your life to look back over the course of the year as where you went or where you've come from and the journey that the Lord's taken you to see if you've uh, well, if you've improved or you've gone forward or maybe you even sometimes we go backwards, don't we? And then to sort of look at ourselves and to see maybe where we're going in into the future. So I want to look at a few people today as examples. The scriptures is full of examples for us to be able to look at. And if we was to look at Moses, God came to him and he said to him, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. And I want you to do this great thing. And if we were to look at Gideon, we would see that Gideon was threshing wheat next to the wine press. And God came to him and he said, Gideon, I want you to go and I want you to save the children of Israel from the Amalekites or the Midianites and defeat them and deliver the children of Israel. And if we were to look at the 12 spies who, when they got to the land of Canaan, and 12 spies went into the land of Canaan, and they looked around, and God says, you, you can go in. And 10 came back and says, no, we can't. And 2 says, yes, we can. And then if we were to look at, in the New Testament, a guy called Ananias, God says to him, I want you to go to this guy called Paul, and I want you to say to him that God has sent me to uh, take the things off your eyes and to see, and he's going to do great things for me. But yet, all these people, they had one thing in common. They all said, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not the guy for that. Don't be asking me to do these things, because I can't do that. In my eyes, I'm not good enough. It's not for me. But yet we see that most of them went on to do the things that God had asked them to do. Because God had asked them. And so he's given them a job to do. And because he's given them a job, then God goes with them to be able to complete the tasks that they had given. The only ones were the ten spies that came back and says, no, we can't. And we'll maybe have a look at a bit of that later on. But we too can be in that same situation, can't we? 
whereby we look at our lives and we say, maybe I'm not quite good enough. Maybe I can't quite do what God has asked me to do. Maybe God has put a desire on our heart to do something, to do a work for him, to maybe talk to people, maybe just, it doesn't really matter how big the, the job is. God maybe have put something out, a desire on our heart, and maybe we're just saying like these people, whoa, 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 wait a minute, why don't you use somebody else? Because I'm not quite up to the task. Maybe I'm not quite as good as these other people in the church who have been doing it for ages. Why are you asking me? Because I've not quite got it. And so, maybe that could be us. Well, then I want to look at one more person. Maybe a person that you've not ever looked at before in your life. Maybe you never heard of him in your life. And so let's turn to Judges. The book of Judges, chapter 3. In the scriptures, God gives us loads of people as examples. And yet, for this person, there's only two verses. One verse tells us about this person himself, and one verse tells us about the situation that this person lived in. And so, let's look at this, Judges chapter 3 and verses 31. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox gold, and he also delivered Israel. And then if we look at the other verse, we turn over to chapter 5 and verse 6. And it says, In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and the travellers walked through byways. If we were to look at the book of Judges, we would still see there's, there's 12 major ones and some smaller ones. But we would see that they went in a circle of life. And start off in the circle, let's look at the fact that the people sinned. They did disobedience before God. And God then sent a prophet or a judge or someone to show them and to tell them, look, you're doing wrong. You need to turn to me, you need to repent. And then we would see that they repented. They came back to God, they did what they were supposed to be doing. And... In doing that, God sent them a judge to deliver them. He sent them, God sent them a saviour, a deliverer. And then they spent a good time in good times where they followed God. And then over a period of time, they went back to sinning. And so the circle came in itself. And there's a sermon there somewhere going through those. But we won't be doing that today. But the thing is, Shamgar, he was one of those judges. We read, don't we? And he also delivered Israel. God raised him up. If we were to go back to Judges chapter 2. And verse 16, it says, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. But God raised up people to deliver to deliver. And Shamgar was one of these people. And that's the same for us today. There's exam the examples that we see in the scriptures are for us. 
to apply to our lives. And yet, us as the church, the body, the bride of Christ, the children of God, that's our job today to deliver people from this world, to bring them into the kingdom of God. And once they're in the kingdom, we're to look after them, to help them to grow, so that they then can go on and bring more people into the kingdom. It's God who has is patient today so that as many people can come to the knowledge of himself. And that's our role as believers to carry on the work that Christ has given to us just as this Shamgar was given the role and was raised up by God to be able to do that task. There's a few other things that we can, can look at if we was to, to see the situation in chapter 5 we will see that the people kept off the highways. They didn't go on the main roads. They just went about the business, hiding away in the, in the paths. Because the Philistines were coming and raiding the country. And so they were scared. They were, they were scared, and sometimes we can live our lives like that. We can live our lives of scared of maybe the job that God has given us to do, where we say, maybe, oh, it's not quite for me. Maybe we can be people at work or people around us can be maybe looking at our lives and maybe making it difficult for us. Maybe we can come across uh, people maybe want to persecute us or show us up and making our life difficult. And we too can have that, that thing that we would become afraid. How many churches have closed down because they were afraid of of the current situations. Well, I asked the question, if you close the church, where's the witness? Where's the witness to the people who are going to a lost eternity if we close the doors? We need to keep the doors open as much as we can. I'm not living that fear of, of the situation sometimes that we find ourselves in. But let's go back to this man, Shamdar. There's a few things that we notice about this man. One, we can assume that he was a farmer. If you're working with oxen and you've got a notch gold, it's pretty obvious that you might be a farmer. A notch gold is a long stick up to around about six, maybe six to eight feet in length. And one end of it, you prodded the, uh, the ox's feet to get them and guide them along so they went in a straight line. And the other hand, the other side of it, had like a shovel or something that if the plough got stuck, you'd get the, uh, you'd move, move all the soil and everything. So you could keep going. So imagine you've got an eight foot pole and you're prodding away. So this guy, we can assume that he was a farmer. Now, I don't know whether you've ever seen farmers, but they're pretty tough people. They're not like me and you city folk who are a bit, you know, wishy-washy type of thing. Farmers are tough cookies. 24-7, out on the hills, cold, winter, rain, snow, hail, storms, still having to work. Me and you, got our clothes on and there we are next to the fire. Well, farmers, if you've ever seen them on the telly or the, you've seen them, you see them and they all look rugged, don't they? They are tough cookies. And so this guy, Shamgar, he was a tough man. 
But we ask ourselves a question, don't we? In our lives, how tough are we? Do we give up easily on the Lord's work? Do we say, oh, it's getting a bit tough here, and sort of say, well, oh, maybe this isn't quite for me, I can't quite do it. Or do we toughen ourselves up? Do we say, I'm going to get through, I'm going to see it to the end, I'm going to keep going, even though it's tough, even though I've got loads of weight on my back, even though I'm going through the mud, do we keep going and progressing? And it may be in times of our lives that we're just going one foot at a time and it's so hard just getting through to the next step. But the point is, we're still going forward. We're still progressing. We're still toughening it out to keep going. Maybe we're at a point in our lives where we're saying, mm, this Christianity is asking me too much of us. And so let me encourage you, be like this man, this farmer, who was a tough guy. So when bad things or difficult things come our way, we keep going. And we do find, don't we, that our, our faith grows during those times when we tough it out and we rely on God and we put our faith and our faith grows We see here that this man, as well as being a farmer, he killed 600 Philistines with this ox goad. Now we're not told whether he killed 600 Philistines in one go, or he killed them over a period of time. But I'm pretty sure if you're gonna kill 600 people, you've got something about you. You've got some sort of skill level. You've got some sort of... As I say, this guy was a farmer. He was a tough guy. We know that God goes before people and God helps people and God empowers people. But still, there must have been something about Shamgar to be able to use this ox gold. Now I did a bit of research and I looked at the facts of training oxen. And what they do, they start them off right from young age, right from when they're born, and they train them up to be able to, uh, to do ploughing. And so they train them and they look after them. And as they grow in, these oxen learn how to, to develop and to plough. But it's no easy task training an oxen. It's a lifelong task. And so, this guy here, we know he was a skilled man. We know with this ox gold, if you've got a ten, an eight foot pole, and you've got a target of so much, and these oxen are moving, it's pretty difficult to hit that target. Go home and get your clothesline, or your, your clothes singer, and try it, and see if you can hit the target. So this man, he was, he was skilled in farming. He knew what he was doing. He, he'd been there his life. He'd grown up with it. He'd probably trained these oxen from young. So he was skilled in using this pole. Once I'd done my sermon, I'd looked at other people's sermons. And the majority have, have said, well, this Shamgar, he just used what he had in his hand. He was just an ordinary man that 
God used, and he just picked up something around the mountain, and God used him in this extraordinary way. And I'm going to say to you, I'm very sorry, but I don't see this in this man. One, we've seen the fact that God raised him up. God raises people up and raised Shamgar up. We've seen that he was a farmer. He was skilled in farming. He was skilled in using the tools that he had around him. He delivered Israel. And so, we look at Shamgar and we ask ourselves the same question. The tools that we have in our trade as being Christians, how well do we know those tools? How well do we use them? How well are we able to wield them? And so let me take you to some scriptures that may give us a bit of a clue as one, to the tools that we have and two, how we can actually use them. Let's look at Proverbs. Book of Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, verse 20. Have I not written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge? God has given us, he's written to us excellent things in counsels and knowledge. He's given us understanding. These people in the Old Testament, they had the law. Today, we have more than the law. Today, we have the New Testament as well. But let's go to verse 21. And it says that I, may, I might make you know the certainty of the words of truth. That you might answer the words of truth to them that send unto you. God has given us the words of truth for a few things. One, so that we might know the words of truth. We might know the certainty of the truth that God gives us of the truth of God himself, but also to be able to pass that truth on to other people. The words that we have, they are life. The only words that can give life are the scriptures. Nothing else. We have the scriptures as our tools for the things that we tell to other people. Let's turn to Isaiah and chapter 50 and verse 4. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. We've been given the tongue of the learned, we have the knowledge, we have the scriptures to be able to show and to give a word in season to weary people. People that are going through difficult times, people that find themselves far away from God, we have those words. We have the words of life to be able to pass on life to weary people, to give them the knowledge of God. God imparts that knowledge into us through the scriptures. The scriptures are the revelation of God himself. They're the revelation of Jesus himself. They show us in guidance where we've gone wrong. We looked at Genesis morning. We've seen where man sinned and sin came into the world. 
We've seen the scriptures show us what God has done. We've taken the bread and wine to show us in remembrance of the, the sacrifice that Jesus gave so that we can come back to, to God. And we have that knowledge. God imparts that knowledge into us through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, to be able to pass that on to weary people and those people who God sends to us. But we ask ourselves the question, do we know the scriptures? How well do we know the tools that we find in our hands? Just like Shamgar was a skilled farmer. It was his lifelong, uh, what he did in his life, how he grew up. Us as Christians, that needs to be the same for us. We need to take the scriptures and we need to search them to find them to reveal how God revealed to us. If you don't think the scriptures are the things that does that, let me turn to you to another scripture. It was shown when you came in on the board there. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. And that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It's through the Gospel, it's through the preaching of the Scriptures that people come to a knowledge of Christ as their Saviour. They give us the understanding of salvation. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. If you don't know what the doctrines of God are, how do you know what you are? How do you know the truths to be able to stand on if you don't know the doctrines of God? If you don't know the doctrines of God, how do you know what to believe in? How do you know what you're building your faith on? How do you know what you're hoping in if you don't know these things? How can you say which way you want to go in life and what you're putting your faith in if you don't know the doctrines of God. It's important. We can ask the question, do you need the Bible to become a Christian? And the answer to that is no. Because there's many people who have come to believe in God without a Bible. But you need something more than that to be able to go on as a believer because you need to change your life. Your life changes. Repentance brings a change of life. And it's important that we know then the truths of God himself to be able to build that foundation that we go forward in our lives. But also the scriptures make you wise unto salvation. The preaching of the gospel brings the knowledge of salvation itself. But... We need to know those things. And how do you know them? Only by reading the scriptures. 
Only by hearing what other people are saying back to the scriptures. But then I ask the question, how do you know what other people are saying if you've not looked at the doctrines yourself? If you have a fake £20 note, you only know it's fake by looking at the real one. If we don't know the scriptures, how do we know if we're going on the right path and what other people are saying is true or false? And so, if we look at this man Shamgar, we would see his life. We would see that he was a judge and God used him and raised him up. And this Shamgar, we see he went out and he did what God raised him up to do. He went out and he defeated these Philistines and delivered the children of Israel. And we in our own lives, we can turn around, can't we? And we can say, well, you know, in actual fact, Lord, don't really ask me because I'm not quite good enough. But are we like these other people? Are we like Shamgar and Moses and Gideon and two of the spies and Ananias who will go on and to do what God has asked us to do. Or maybe we're like the ten spies who came back and said, hey, I'm not good enough and it's not going to happen for me. But remember these ten spies, they caused the death of half a million people because they came back and said, no, we can't do it. The people believed them. And said, no, we can't go into the land. And so God sent them around the, around the wilderness for 40 years until every one of them died. And only two people from those half a million people who came out of Egypt went into the promised land. Because they were the ones who says, yes, we can. Yes, I can. And so let me encourage you, as you go through this year... If God has put something on your heart, if God has given you a desire to do something for himself, seek that out and press forward. And as a farmer, toughen up to keep going. And maybe you may not see it come to, to start or the doors open for a period of time, but still keep preparing. Keep looking at the scriptures. Keep searching. Keep building on what you know, on the skill that God has given you to do. I hope Joel doesn't beat me up afterwards. But Joel this year got baptised. And let me tell you what an encouragement it is in the morning to listen to Joel having a scripture and sharing it with the rest of us. And to be honest, one thing I've known about, I've seen about that, it fits together. Because I know Joel searches and asks God in prayer to know what should I share this morning. And so, I hope you don't mind me sharing that, but it's a, it's a real encouragement. 
And Joel might think he's not good enough because it's only something small to do. But God isn't asking us to do something great or massive. He's only asking us to do what his desire is that he's put in our hearts. Just to do that and then to go forward and to keep going. And so let me encourage you, if that's you this morning, that you're not sure, let me encourage you to be like Shamgar and to press forward and to study and to prepare yourself in your skill level of the scriptures. Let me just read to you those verses again. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines, 600 men with an ox gold, and it also delivered Israel. You've been listening to the podcast from Withington Christian Church. For more information, go to withingtonchristian.church.